Hello and welcome to the ESG Fitness Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you think, learn and grow and hopefully smile and laugh on the way too. My aim here is to break down your barriers to taking action and provide you with evidence-based diet and exercise information in a fun and interesting way. I hope I nail that and I hope you enjoy. If at any point you are enjoying this and you think, wouldn't it be great to work with Emma? You can head to esgfitness.co.uk to find out more information. Without further ado, because I hate long introductions, here is this episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. This kind of follows on from the last solo episode and I wanted to talk today about why my approach to diet and exercise is different and interestingly it's less about the practicalities, that's what most people jump to. You know, what Are you setting calories differently? Are you telling people to go low carb? Are you doing some special intermittent fasting? Is there a special exercise regime? It's so much less about that. And essentially that is what I will get into in this episode. So if what you've been doing or what you are doing in regards to trying to get the results that you want, look, a lot of people don't like just saying fat loss, but the likelihood is most of my clients, it is fat loss, right? And if it's not working, if you feel like you've tried every diet going, then you need to do something different. And it has absolutely F all to do with the perfect calories or meal timings or intermittent fasting or keto or low fat or low carb or seed oils or some like special secret ingredient that you might have in your diet that's actually magically making you store calories that aren't there. It's none of those things. It is everything to do with how you mentally approach dieting. And it's so much harder to work on this because it's less tangible. And I spent ages avoiding essentially this because I was like, oh, no, I like the tangible stuff. I like the practical stuff. Just tell me what to do. That's what I care about. And it's hard because you can't see it. You can't measure it on a scale. But it is undoubtedly the most important part. And now what I'm not saying, because people will misinterpret this, what I'm not saying is then I don't care about fat loss or I don't care about even weight loss right what I am saying is you need to figure out the mental side to get the physical side that's what's tripping you up and you still have to do the work right the the practicalities are still important but they're only ever finite if you're approaching it in a way that you resent it and I've worked with thousands of clients over the last 10 years and the ones that get long-term results all have a few things in common They are not looking for a quick fix. They embrace and enjoy the process and they take imperfect action. And that is what is different about my approach. I spoke in the last episode about how personal trainers and coaches have a lot of scope to do amazing things and really positively change your life and change it for the better. But they also have scope to to cause harm. And as I explained, it's rarely the action that is the problem. It's why you're doing it. It's your intent behind it. And not enough people think about this. Food rules tend to be a bit of a quick fix. Like meal plans, they work. Over restriction works if you're defining works as you lose fat short term. Those things work. 
but they don't work long term. And then you put the weight back on. And then not only do you put the weight back on, it's not that you're going back to the position you started in. You're going back there with potentially a disordered relationship with food. Potent- a lot of people don't just yo-yo, but they kind of rebound and put on even more weight. And you have this perception that you've failed. And it's much harder to pick yourself up and to try again when you think that you failed on these things. And it's not you that's failed. It's not an ability problem. You can absolutely lose body fat. But it's the approach that you've taken. That's the problem. So my approach in four words, yeah, is empowered choices, not rules or not. I need to figure that out. It doesn't quite encapsulate everything. But anyway, the important part, empowered choices, not telling yourself that you have to do something, telling yourself that you get to do something. And I will tell you what to do to reach your goals. I will help you overcome any barriers that you have. And I will talk you through the pros and cons and the cost benefit of certain choices and certain decisions. And I will unpick your all or nothing mentality in the years, often decades of diet culture messaging. But the important part is, all of it is your choice. You are your own boss. That way, you don't resent your choices. And you can feel proud of making them. It's that like internal locus of control. That is autonomy. Your actions, your results. I am the coach, not the athlete. Like, the coach doesn't get the gold medal at the Olympics, right? You're the athlete. You did the work. And I actually think that's a really important thing to internalise. One of the best things that you get from a coaching experience or basically that you get from reaching your goals isn't actually reaching your goals. One, it's who you become in the process of reaching your goals, right? But it's also, well, maybe that is related to that. It's it's the confidence you get in yourself. Like I said I was going to do this. I said I was going to do this really hard thing that potentially you've been struggling with your whole life. And the confidence that you have when you're like, I did that. It wasn't me. Sure, I might have helped you along the way. But don't, like, attribute that to your coach, whoever they are, even if you're not working with me. Like, it's not them, it's you. You did the hard work, and that's really important to acknowledge. It feels pretty good to know that you're going to bed having made choices today that are in line with your values, i.e. what's most important to you. I think one of my favourite quotes, I had it on my wall for ages on my whiteboard, right, wall, (laughs) on my whiteboard, didn't actually write it on my wall, but it was, wake up determined and go to bed satisfied, and yeah, do you know what is a little bit cheesy, but I embraced that cheese, and that cringe, and I don't know, it motivated me quite a lot, anyway, the key to a good life really is living by your values, living in line with your values, if you're doing that, you're already winning, and if you can go to bed most days, knowing that you've lived in line with what's most important to you, then you are living a life that you will be proud of. And there isn't much more that is important, that is more important than that. And here's the important thing, and this is why knowing your values, knowing what's most important to you is so crucial. It won't mean hitting your steps perfectly every day. Some days there will be more important things than getting out for that extra walk. But it does mean making a conscious effort to do things that you know that your future self will be thankful for. If you live your life trying to avoid future regret, you'll probably live your life pretty well. Like when you're 
70, 80, and you look back on your life, how do you want to have lived it? Having that perspective is so, so useful. And real self-care usually isn't what you feel like doing in the moment. It's what you will be most grateful for. And sometimes that's doing the hard work. I recently read a book, Grace Beverly's book, and she spoke about how sometimes the best way to de-stress when you have a lot of work to do is actually to do the work. Like, I know, shocking, right? But actually, what's going to de-stress you most? Finishing off that project, or at least starting it. A lot of the time, once we start these things, there aren't actually, there isn't as much work to do as what we think. And we've been putting it off for so long, and they're like, oh, actually, 30 minutes of solid work on this, and I've, I've kind of produced a lot of the, or at least I know what I'm doing. Starting things is underrated. So her example is, instead of having a nice relaxing bath, to relax about or de-stress about the work that you need to do, what's much more relaxing is actually making a decent dent in that workload. And there is obviously a line and we all need to rest. But I worry that often, as is the case with most things, the wrong people take up the wrong message. So actually the people that resonate with what I just said and probably need to rest more will be like, yeah, I'm not going to relax at all. What I'm going to do is just power through constantly. And then the people that would actually benefit from doing a little bit more work, they're like, no, rest is extremely important. I'm probably not going to do the work. (laughs) Standard, and this is what most people do, right? But that's part of being self-aware. And that's part of doing the work, doing some journaling, figuring yourself out, getting a little bit of perspective on your life. And you're like, okay, actually, which which message is going to be most useful to me? Where do I sit on that continuum? And do I probably need more rest or do I probably need to work harder? Same is true with exercise. Anyway, my point of this was some days living in line with your values might look like saying no to the burger. And sometimes it might look like saying yes. And it's not the action that is inherently good or bad. It's your intent behind it that is important. And when you are making these empowered choices for yourself, it forces you to also own your own actions. Like you are responsible for that. It is within your control. And one of the coolest things about diet and exercise is you really do get out what you put in. And that's not to say it's exactly the same for everyone or that it's an even playing field. But investing in your health and fitness will always have incredible returns. And that's something to definitely remember. So on the surface, my approach might look quite similar to others, but the key difference in this approach, in how you are supported, is intent, is intent behind the actions, is your mindset coming into this. People usually think that they're coming to a coach to be told what to do. And I'm not saying education isn't certainly a part of this but it's very rarely that easy if it was just education on alone or knowing what to do everyone would be in shape if we just needed to be told babe it's a calorie deficit then we would all be lean is that part of someone's journey understanding energy balance yes absolutely but actioning that is way harder and it's usually yourself that is tripping you up And you trip yourself up by the way that you're mentally approaching dieting or fat loss or exercise. 
And the way that we should be thinking about it is this is something incredible that you can do for your own health. It's wild when you think about it that it has been so negatively portrayed. If you think about explaining diet to an alien, but I mean, actually kind of more triggering, if you think about explaining it to a child who's like, well, what is dieting anyway? Actually, dieting was originally, the word was originally meant as a way of life. But now it's used to describe a time where we force ourselves to do really restrictive, extreme food intakes for short periods of time and force ourselves to eat foods that we don't like and exclude foods that we do like and essentially put our lives on hold and don't socialise and maybe avoid seeing family and stress out about what should be an amazing experience like a holiday because we're worried about the calories in certain foods. And then inevitably, after this very short, restrictive period of time that you are obviously going to resent and find unenjoyable, we then put the weight back on. Of course you would. When you think about it logically, when you're trying to explain to someone else, of course you would, it makes absolute sense. And then usually we put on more and we feel even worse about ourselves. And then we do the same thing again. Like when you explain it like that, you're like, why on earth would we be doing this? And this is why we need a little bit of perspective on these things. Think about the diet that you would give to someone that you love. If you're a, even if you're not a parent, like think about the diet that you would give to your child. You wouldn't be like underfueling them, would you? You'd be like, oh, six to twelve hundred calories and try and do fifteen thousand steps a day and work out every day. No, of course not. If you actually were creating a diet for someone that you loved, you would feed them with enough energy to thrive you wouldn't massively cut down their calories, but you would also limit them. You know, if they already had a lot of stored energy, aka body fat, you would give them enough calories that they were in energy balance, right? Or maybe a little bit less so that they're using some of their stored energy, but you certainly wouldn't deprive them or starve them. And you would give them enough protein so they could build strength. You would get make sure that they're filling their diet with fruit and veg to keep their immune system and gut health as optimal as it can be and you would certainly include bits of the foods that they enjoy because you want them to enjoy their diet right you you want them to have a great life now do this for yourself create yourself a diet as if you loved yourself because you should love yourself and the food that you put in your body and the exercise that you do is all about nurturing your own body not depriving your own body actually fueling it it is the self-compassionate way to diet and self-compassion isn't soft I was a hundred percent guilty of thinking this myself self-compassion is treating yourself as if you actually care about what is best for you it's as simple as that so if you are stuck of constantly being on off with diets and you are finally ready to do the work on yourself with my support, then head to esgfitness.co.uk or use the link that I will put in the show notes. There is also a link to directly WhatsApp me there if you would prefer that form of communication. And there are one-to-one and group options depending on the levels of support that you require and depending on how much you have to invest in yourself. Thank you as ever for your time and attention. If you want to talk to me about coaching or if you want to find out more about how to work with me, head over to esgfitness.co.uk 
there is also lots of free information on the website and some worksheets which I hope you will find useful if you've enjoyed this episode I would love to hear from you please tag me in your stories at ESG fitness or shoot me a message and if you think you know anyone who would enjoy this episode why not share it with them thanks guys